0: and welcome to the latest episode of the online warriors podcast i am illegal 86 i am joined by nerd bomber and Tectic. and i'm thinking about like you know i always start the episode like what's on the calendar like just in life you know as we release this isn't tax day like like friday of this week like isn't that it shouldn't we all be isn't that a thing that's happening to us or
1: it must be we do our taxes we like to get our money back oh mine have government. been done for yeah
0: yeah mine have been done for months but i think like it's either april 15th or april 16th both of which are coming up so if you didn't do your taxes it's probably no time like the present especially if you're listening to this on wednesday you have like probably less than two days at this point so it's the fun like, final you
1: know. countdown get your taxes into yeah. the irs get your taxes boom boom I hope you enjoyed that.
0: Tactic 3 is some bass there. A nice, a nice deep rumble for your song. Happy Tax Day. I mean, it's not fun, but I mean, hopefully eventually the, the government will give you money back. We're talking about a lot of things today. As per usual, we're gonna be talking about the multiverse of madness for what I imagine will be a final time before it comes out in theaters. We got a new trailer for that, probably the final trailer. We're gonna be talking about The Fast and the Furious, the other mega franchise that we, you know, kind of along with the MCU, probably the biggest franchise besides the MCU would make me like Star Wars. And then we're gonna be talking about something that I know is near and dear to the to Nerd Heart, which is kingdom hearts. We're going to lead off with that. But before we do, I want to ask you guys a question, just, you know, host to host. Okay. I want to, I want to tell you a very brief story and I want your opinion on something. Just kind of get the juices flowing here. So I was at work today. I have a job. First of all, this is, we have, we have jobs that aren't just doing the podcast. I was at work today and we were, without getting into the details of what I do, we were working on a problem and it was me and a couple of guys, both of whom are older than me. I feel like that context is important. Okay. And these two guys work together all the time. And I was like a third wheel in there, just kind of like trying to learn something basically. And at one point when they were working on something, one of the guys was complaining about something and he dropped, he dropped the big one. He dropped the F bomb. Okay. And then he looked at me and said, Oh, sorry. Like I was going to be upset. So my question to you guys is, do I strike you as the kind of person who would be upset, like, if someone like I guess I, that's I, it's it was so weird. It's such a weird experience. I feel like I have to talk about it. I'm gonna say I like,
2: I, what I think happened in the brains of said people. They looked at you and said, "Oh, hmm, must be one of them snowflakes."
0: Well, yeah. Am I? Well, I, I was more thinking like, "Am I a straight? Such a straight laced goober that they were like, this guy probably doesn't even know what what wordy dirds are,' you know." Like I, and I just, I don't want to put out that kind of vibe. I want to be cool. I want to be hip to the to the vibe. So what was your words. rebuttal? I said, it, I was just like, oh, it's fine. Like I was, I was, I was, was trying try to be casual about
1: it. I don't you know. know what's At that the... point,
0: you just try to be as cool as you can.
1: I don't think it's the vibe that you give off. I think anytime that someone is around someone they don't know super well, the first time you swear around them, you're like, oh, is this acceptable? Unless you hear them swear first and then, you know, like it's fair game. So he's probably never heard you swear. So he probably thought you just didn't curse
0: i've never sworn yeah like I, I it just like i could tell that he probably him and this guy probably just sailor moused it all day because he kind of said it was like it was nothing like they did it all the time and then he like realized i was there and like it was really funny and kind of endearing honestly he like looked at me and was like oh man,
2: i'm sorry so to like, shake cool, that
1: man. image you have to drop at least 10 f-bombs throughout this episode
2: yeah but in all seriousness the vibe that i get from you is hardcore narc vibes so I get it.
0: Oh, see, so well, who am I going to narc to? You're going to narc. In, in a workplace, I'm going to go, I'm really going to go to the boss and be like, this guy said a bad word. No, I wouldn't think I would do that, but maybe he thought so. I don't know. Something to monitor, I guess, but I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll drop some F daddies in this episode. Fuck, there's one right there. Just right out of the gate, put the kids to bed. Also, maybe you nerd bomber. Do we have a bleep button? We don't.
1: We used to. I think I got rid of it. I couldn't time it. You know, it didn't work.
0: Yeah, you can't really use it. You don't. You don't know when I'm going to drop one.
2: Yeah, like we were the worst censoring people. It'd be like fuck,
0: beep. Yeah, wouldn't really work. It'd be funny though. We'll consider bringing it back. But in the meantime, it's a glorious time to be a nerd bomber because Kingdom Hearts. So okay, this is Kingdom Hearts. There's been a million Kingdom Hearts games.
1: Is it Kingdom Hearts 4? This like, is Kingdom it's Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 4. 4. Yeah, so this is like, there's always the mainline games, which are the ones that typically debut on consoles. And then there's all like the little side games where they technically, if you're trying to get into Kingdom Hearts, technically you could go through and just play the main games, but you would be very confused. Like the main games follow Sora, who is the main character who is seen in this trailer. If you're just coming in blind and you know nothing about Kingdom Hearts, the main guide throughout the Kingdom Hearts four trailer that is sora and you usually have your donald and goofy pals and you go through disney worlds then the side right. games like some of the games you do play as sora but they typically tend to focus on like side characters i don't want to call them tertiary because every character in kingdom hearts seems to have like a bigger meaning or is connected in a way that you don't see coming at first they're all saying so, hort <laughs> a lot of the side characters that you meet are a lot of that interaction happens in the side games and then it all kind of culminated in Kingdom Hearts 3, which was the end of an arc. And now the announcement of Kingdom Hearts 4 is the beginning of a new story arc. And so supposedly like Kingdom Hearts 3 was supposed to be, you know, the last one, but we all knew that wasn't true. And so it was the last one of that story arc. And now this is kind of like a new thing moving forward as evidenced by like they have a flashy new Kingdom Hearts font logo thing going on for Kingdom Hearts 4. But that's going to be like the first mainline entry into this arc.
0: Not to be cynical, but like, yeah, franchises never die, especially if they're successful. This will probably never die. I, so so there's a lot I want to dig into here. So first of all, Sora at one point got to sleep for seven days, apparently. Now, I right? just want to say that sounds, that sounds really good. Like, I wish I could sleep for seven days. If I thought if, if someone said, Do you want to sleep for seven straight days with like no repercussions? Uh, would you do it? Because I would do it. I, Can you imagine how good you would feel when you woke up? I'd be so hungry.
1: So. You'd be a little groggy too. Like, you know, when you oversleep and then you're just like, you still got the grogs and you can't really wake up?
0: Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I don't know. I'm really tired right now. So maybe that's just influencing my, my opinion of this. But me as an outsider looking in, never played any of the Kingdom Hearts games. My my takeaway here one of my main takeaways is like such a huge portion of this trailer when i think of kingdom hearts i think of disney characters Mm -hmm. through and through that's like what it is it's like sora and the keyblade and then a bunch of disney characters Donald Duck and, and Goofy didn't show up until, like, kind of the posts after they revealed the Kingdom Hearts whatever. I can't remember what it was. Is it called Kingdom Hearts 4 or is it something else?
1: Right now, it's just titled Kingdom Hearts 4, yeah.
0: So, a- after they revealed that, then was when we got Disney characters. Until then, it was, like, it was more designed to be, like, hey, this is a city with people in it, and, like, they're going about their lives there's like normal looking cars it's a very like if anything it's like a realistic place and then there's this like weird dark mass that shows up that starts you know hacking things Heartless. up yeah like and this is like again considering what i imagine kingdom hearts to be or what i what i feel like it is this is like pretty intense like there's there, at one point this thing picks up of a vehicle and the guy is like trying to get out as the vehicle goes and he opens the door and they didn't show it but that guy died like, there's no way that guy didn't die, right?
1: So that's actually, like, kind of par for the course with Kingdom Hearts games. They are a little bit darker. So Kingdom Hearts, I actually kind of liken it to Star Wars in terms of the underlying themes. What a themes. great segue
2: this is going to be.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. And... If you do not know anything about Kingdom Hearts, don't want to know anything about Kingdom Hearts, want to somehow, for whatever reason, try to get into Kingdom Hearts for blind without knowing any background, you might want to tune out for a little bit. But essentially the entire plot theme of the at least the first Kingdom Hearts arc was, you know, the battle between light and dark. And so you do have these big, black, heartless monsters. And even this actually gives off kind of there's a lot of, like, mirror vibes between the very first Kingdom Hearts game back in, like, the the 90s, 2000s, and this game. Because when the first Kingdom Hearts game kind of opens, you know, you're on this island, it's all, all nice, you're woken up by a girl who you end up meeting and coming becoming very familiar with as the series goes on.
2: Very fond of.
1: But then... This giant big black monster thing who looks a lot like what we're seeing in this trailer for Kingdom Hearts 4 basically destroys your idyllic island life and you suddenly get this Keyblade and you have to fight it off. And so essentially it's basically, you know, darkness is taking over people and turning them into these big monsters called heartless basically because it steals their heart and you are the light trying to you know fight through and save the world and the universe from darkness taking over there's a lot more nuance that goes into the series but it does like they never really show something super brutal and gruesome but you know this right,
0: you know, like there's no blood right it's not that kind of thing yeah
1: but like this kind of closely mirrors it because like Much like in the first game, Sora is waking up and is getting confronted with, you know, this massive heartless monster that he has to defeat. But the difference in the real departure here is how lifelike it looks. Like, Sora's art style is very different. Even if you're not familiar with the games, like I'm sure you've seen the art, he looks very lifelike. His feet are not.
2: The internet's going nuts about his feet.
1: His feet's a little weird.
2: What about the cargo pants?
1: The cargo a, pants he always big, wears. So
0: that, those standard. some big old pockets in those pants.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying. He as went as from huge shoes though to like just regular kicks, and that's what's nuts.
0: Is are the pants where he keeps the keyblade when he's not using it? Also, can you imagine waking up from a seven day nap and immediately having to fight this thing? Like you that, said, you'd be like nice. charged. I'm that's exhausting. He's like, I mean, he's he's parkouring around. He's doing a he's doing a lot of so, stuff. Yeah, I
2: want to ask two questions. So he's in a realm that is lifelike. And you know there's going to be some sort of Disney IP. Nerd Bomber.
1: Not in that realm. So that realm, and this is where like the Kingdom Hearts nerd in me comes out. So in the Toy Story Land. It's it's already out. Yeah, it's already
0: out. The nerds, it's already out, but it's coming out more. Just continue.
1: So kind of break down like what I, at least I saw in this trailer. So where he wakes up, you know, it's very lifelike. It's actually like based on Shibuya in Japan. And that is actually in Kingdom Hearts realm. So in the third game, there's a whole Toy Story world where you turn into a toy and it's super fun. But in the Toy Story where you're romping around as a toy with Buzz and Woody, there's a video game advertised called Rex, And that takes place in the quadratum, I believe is what they called it.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: And so I think we're supposed to believe that that world, that video game world is supposed to be more like lifelike our world our reality and it's actually the afterworld for all of the people who die in like disney square enix verse and then from there though like obviously yeah that's where he starts out and he's isolated from as you mentioned illegal Donald and Goofy, but we see Donald and Goofy padding around in the underworld, which makes sense, and they come across somebody who is very obviously Hades, because Hercules and Hades play a very big part in the first few games, so actually they come up a lot. So obviously if they think Sora is dead and in some kind of afterlife, they would go look for Hades to try to get some help. But where I think Illegal is probably going to be the most excited is there's this very lifelike, like luscious forest, right? And in one of the frames, you can see this big circular almost looks like a foot of a robot. And uh, mm. I wonder if you know where yeah. that's that's going.
0: Well, they own Star Wars now. Is that where you're going? Yep.
1: It looks like the foot yeah, of so an ATST. Is that right?
0: Or maybe an AT A T. Could be. Do you know what AT do you know what ATST stands for, by the way? Nerd trivia. This is, we're doing a pregame game. What do you think ATST stands for? Technic, do you know?
1: At Star
2: uh it is I'm trying all to think. no no sh- automated no 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 I, something tells me it's all terrain <laughs> Okay go ahead tell me
0: All Terrain Scout Transport I believe is what ATST stands for All ATAT is all-terrain armored transport, either of which or both of which could be in the next Kingdom Hearts game. That is super exciting. Uh, it would be interesting, you know, and it's kind of like, I think when Disney bought Star Wars, it was kind of one of the things we were thinking about or envisioning, right? It was like, these characters interacting is now very much a possibility, especially in a world... And like also the one Marvel that too. Kingdom Hearts was
2: created, but I I don't think and they're going to venture into that IP. That said, you always kind of have like either a squad or like you can activate supers where you know you get the Little Mermaid doing a special attack with you or something like that. Do you think as they bounce between worlds that one they're going to keep that mechanic and two, do you think while he's in the lifelike realm he'll have a different trio? say, like Luke Skywalker and, and and someone else to fight these battles? Or do you think he's just going to be rocking it solo? Ha, pun intended.
0: I'm going to defer to the expert on that one because I have That's, absolutely no idea. Not,
2: not a single chuckle? You guys.
1: So... I think initially we're going to see Sora by himself because obviously, you know, he's been separated from his main squad. That said, like, I do think if we start getting back into Disney World's, that means he's obviously escaped from the quad... Why can't I... Quadratum. Yeah. Thank you. I
0: would say quadratum. I don't really know, but... That's what I would say.
1: But he's obviously, if he gets into Disney worlds, he's escaped from the quadratum. And I think that they would probably keep the mechanic where you have someone at least join your team. And the only reason I say that is just because it's a lifelike world. It doesn't mean that like they would drop the mechanic because there is precedent because Pirates of the Caribbean was in Kingdom Hearts 3. And not that he necessarily joined your squad, but he did at times, but like Jack Sparrow was there, and he wasn't like you didn't lose Donald and and Goofy when you had Jack Sparrow with you, you know, like he was just there. So there is already precedent for crossing over into like the lifelike non-cartoony world, if you will. So, question for you, illegal? Yeah, this, sure. Star Wars, Marvel, they all get announced. They're part of Kingdom Hearts Four. Are you going to play it?
0: No. And I, I, know, I know that makes you sad but the reason simply is that i even watching this trailer where like i, I just I, I don't have an i don't have the context like if i'm gonna play this game i feel like i have to at least play three first and even then like i just where do you start
1: there is a solid if you ever did want to get into it or like figure out kingdom hearts at all and this is for anybody i guess there are like Good three-hour YouTube videos out there, and you basically have to sit down and be like, "This is a movie. I'm strapping in, grab some popcorn." And they basically take all the cutscenes, all the important cutscenes, and they kind of give you a big overview of the entire series. And then you're like, "Okay, I get this. I know what's going on now."
0: But that's like, you know, and, and it's an investment. We're gonna talk a little bit about this same sort of thing when we get to multiverse of madness later. But like, I think without context. I just, I wouldn't enjoy it as much. I would get lost. Or even if I didn't get lost, there would be things that would fly over my head that I will feel like I've missed out on. So that that's the reason for my answer you know if they announce star wars tomorrow obviously that would raise the stock of this game in my head but it doesn't mean i'm gonna go play it and just kind of forego everything else that's happened this is the lost master arc is what they're calling this we haven't mentioned that yet and yeah it is also referred to in the trailer as and i'm quoting now magic in the making which means there's no release date for this. <laughs> like that to me it's just a fancy way of saying uh we don't know we don't know when this is coming but It is coming.
2: The other thing before we transition that I want to ask is, so Sora is not the first person to die in Kingdom Hearts. There's been a number of villains. There's even been characters. Spoiler alert. I believe Meg from Hercules even died. So that implies that all of these people went to this realm. Do you think we're going to see some of these tertiary Disney characters or probably more likely, do you think we're going to see some of the other Keyblade wielders that have since passed on through one yeah, two and three
0: no one dies this is exactly the kind of franchise slash world slash ip where uh, no one dies
2: yeah they've basically forced themselves to have sort of a endless recurring cast and i think that that kind of takes a fun the idea it kind of takes the gravitas out of people die, but also opens up the world for holy cow! So and so's back. They were so cool.
1: Well, I don't know if it totally removes the gravitas though, because a lo- so we saw throughout the series, like Sora used is it the power of healing. This I feel like I'm a bad fan that I can't nail this down, but I believe it's How the power—the power of healing—to basically bring people back. But in order to do that, you needed to be a Keyblade master. So I don't think it necessarily like completely devoids the series of gravitas because unless you're a Keyblade master, and there aren't that many of them in the series, you can't tap into like this power of resurrection.
2: So th- they'll still be trapped in that wh- realm. Yes, I agree with right. that, and and. It's no different than, you know, departing from loved ones where you, like, you didn't have Skype or whatever. That's a bad example, but you guys know what I'm saying. I
0: feel like it's a a little
2: bit different than that. that. But, yeah. My point is. Do you think they're going to introduce some of these other characters, be it that they might not be able to return with Sora, but we'll be able to see them again and it'll have sort of a bit of a reunion take?
1: I don't know. I feel like what they're going to try to do and kind of how they framed this trailer, and maybe I'm wrong, is they're going to try to have it almost where like he's lost and he's alone and he has to try to figure it out by himself because he's always had, you know, other people by his side for the most part. And (coughs) yeah. Yeah. Like, I think they're going to try to open this as like kind of his journey of self-discovery and finding his true inner power, blah, blah,
0: blah. Is he the lost master?
1: That's what I'm assuming. Like, I know there's there's other characters it could be, but like, I'm pretty sure they're referring to him because he lost. He a master.
0: And also, by the way, another thing, very popular thing where no one ever dies and yet there's still Gravitas. Comic Comic books. books. Yeah. Lazarus Pits, different dimensions. No one's ever dead people can always come back and like you said it can be super super exciting. So the magic is in the making. I appreciate TBD. you letting
1: me rant for what's like a good 20 minutes about Kingdom Hearts cuz I was very excited. You have to understand like the gap between 2 and 3 was basically the better part of like puberty for me. <laughs> and so I don't have to wait. Like Kingdom Hearts 3 just came out. I feel like this is a gift. I was not
0: excited. I remember yet. I remember talking about Kingdom Hearts 3 on this podcast. So that was what? That was in 2019. Sorry. I It's right in front of me here. So three years ago and now we're getting something again. So yeah, you're, you're living you're living your glory days here. Absolutely. Like I said, to, to start this topic. So that's exciting. Let's, let's keep our topics. Kingdom Hearts is a family-oriented thing. Let's stay family-oriented. Let's talk about family. Fast and Furious 10, baby. It's coming whether you want it or not. That's, I, I feel like that should be the tagline of Fast and Furious 10. It's coming whether you want it or not. And they got Brie Larson. I I feel like the running storyline of Fast and Furious and like the Fast and Furious franchise is a new movie comes out. And if you're me, you don't, you don't bother seeing it, but you just kind of see it and you're like, wow, they got that person. That's like, to me, that's like the running, it's almost like a running joke of the franchise. It's like, they got Kurt Russell, they got Charlize Theron they got you know idris elba like they're just like they're just accruing famous people who i think it's got to be very fun to be an actor or actress and oh i can do a sh- i can do a stint on fast and the furious and it'll just be the most gonzo time ever like i don't blame them i don't blame brie larson i don't blame anyone it just it it tickles me and and at this point as we always do these fast and furious movies what's what's left for them to do i think is what what do they do with her
2: well, that's the, my question. That's what I was going to say. At this point, I'm actually surprised that the news was they got Brie Larson and then it wasn't they got Captain Marvel. Like that, right, that exactly. that's the insanity that I could see being in the Fast and the Furious where they're like, guys, we got to do this insane thing. And then Vin Diesel's like, I know a girl. And then he like calls captain marvel she comes from space and they, they like lift the car up into space could you
1: imagine captain marvel doesn't return to earth for like thanos any of that stuff but vin diesel but calls. she comes
2: back do you want to know why yeah, she helped she co- vin diesel because of are family it's family <laughs>
0: yeah dom toretto's latest heist she's like i gotta get involved in this <laughs> fast and furious 10 by the way i was i was scrolling around here First half of a two-part finale. Guys, Fast and Furious is ending.
1: Wait, it actually That's the ending?
0: The, I guess so. Fast and Furious 10 is set to come out May 19th, 2023. It will serve as the first half of a two-part finale for the series. So I think I said this before on the podcast, but if, if you would allow me a brief moment to speculate on what Fast 10 and I guess maybe Fast 11 are going to do, because again, at this point, there's not much left for them to do that they haven't already done with Cars right i'll just tell you right now it's it's cars in space there's gonna be cars up in space and or on the moon that is the bar and i i I do believe they're gonna hit it
1: you think that's where they're gonna end it
0: i think i i'm hoping i feel like on this show it very often occurs and I'm, i'm gonna give him his due credit here tactic will make a prediction and then like a trailer will come out or some article will come out where he where he is proven correct and i want that for myself and this is the prediction that I am choosing to hang my hat on: is in the Fast and Furious movies, before they are done, they are going to space. I mean, th- w- at this point, what else can they do? They've Didn't gone they already sure go they've gone to underwater. Space. I'm pretty sure they went to space. No, no, they haven't gone to space. They drop. They got dropped out of a plane, so they got like halfway to space.
1: I could see them having like a lights. new villain being like a Elon Musk or Jeff Bezosy type character, and they have to heist something from them, but it's on.
2: You know what they haven't done? They haven't drilled down to the core of the earth and ran into... It's another option. Like, Gears of War people, because family.
0: Did they do... I'm not sure if they've done volcanoes. Idris Elba, by the way, his character, who I believe is, like, still going on in those movies, uh, he's, like, I think he's, like, half-robot or something. Like, he has, like... He's cybernetically, like, involved. (laughs) I think it's kind of his, his character's thing.
1: It's kind of wild to me how those movies went from, like paul walker and vin diesel street racing to like they're kind of car racing superheroes it's so confusing the path that those movies took like they're not bad they're like sap like i don't know they're fun action flicks but it's like yeah what if
0: you take them for what they are and and, you know i'm I'm sitting here kind of ragging on them a little bit because it's very easy to do it's very easy target but like you're totally right when you look at what they have done which like by the way the fast and the furious i believe when it came out people were like this is a good movie about street racing like it's yeah, oh, yeah. The, some people probably think the topic and like the, the premise of the movie is a little ridiculous but like it stayed a little bit grounded and it it made some sense and it, it came across very good and then i think fast fast and the furious 2 which should have been called faster and more furious but it wasn't I think it was the same sort of thing where people were like, "Oh, this is pretty good." And then Tokyo Drift happened and then like
1: Tokyo Drift some so people are going to come at me for this, but Tokyo Drift was underrated and actually pretty good.
0: But it was still like like I think the first 3 were like, "Okay, we're street racing. That's what we do. That's the whole thing."
1: It felt like, like, like Need for Speed most wanted, but in movie format.
0: I think it was somewhere between 4 and 5 where they were like all right forget it we're just going ham sandwich like how how they transition from that smaller scale of the first three movies to like just absolute blockbuster bullcrap like it honestly is it's it's a success story Like, let's call it, like, Hobbs and Shaw came out. That wasn't even a mainline Fast and Furious movie. I did go see that one because I was like, I can, this is, these are side characters. It's probably really fun. At that point, I had AMC, A-List, or whatever it was called. So I was like, this is basically free. I'm going to go see it. And you know what? Like, I had a good time. Like, it was, it was really dumb. But if you, again, if you go into it, kind of knowing what to expect, by the way, if you're an actor or an actress, too, going into it and knowing what to expect, which is like, the expectations for me are going to be very low here, and I'm going to get to have a good time. With a very, very big ensemble cast. Like, yeah, if I was Brie Larson and I was approached, like, of course I'm going to do it, you know?
1: Well, like, plus, even if your character does get written off, you know, there's never... It's never say never, basically. And a good, I, I realize I'm like treading on weird ground, but I'm talking specifically about like Letty, Dom's wife, like dies yeah. and then gets resurrected as if it was a comic book movie. And it was like, what? <laughs> but that happens in this series. And like, that's open, that the door is always open.
0: Well, I remember, I think, mean, I can't, I can't, remember, I think it was Fast Eight, one of the recent ones, Fast Eight or Fast Nine. I think, I think, again, we talked about it on the podcast, like the guy who gets shot in Tokyo Drift he gets killed i can't think of his name is it han i think it's han he just like comes back like he's back and it's just yeah it's, it's the same sort of thing where it's just like they've created this universe that is so over the top ridiculous they have these set pieces that make no sense but like everyone's just kind of having a good time and it like it it does definitely work it's just yeah you i think you have to take it like fast 11 that's gonna have it's gonna, it's gonna be like end game i think where like you know the cast list and like the the ending credits is going to be this big thing of like, there's going to be like thirty famous people credited, you know, with top billing in that in, in that movie because probably all the like Kurt Russell, Shirley, like even anyone who's died can come back. So like everyone's going to come back, and it's going to be this crazy spectacle. And like I'm not going to lie, there's like I'm a little envious of all the fans who have been there since day one, who are going to get to experience that. It's probably going to be amazing.
2: Dr. Dom, the multitude of madness.
1: So question, in like 30, 40 years, when young kids are going through movie collections and they see this 12 movie series, what are they going to think about it?
2: They're going to laugh at us and never watch them. They're gonna well. We stream everything. There is no DVD box set.
0: Well, but the, you taking the question for what it is. Like they're gonna watch the first two, and then like watch the third one and be like, "Wait, what is this?" And then like by the fifth one. They're gonna be like, "Is this like pr- like are my parents playing pr- playing a practical joke on me?" That's what it's gonna feel like for them. And I don't blame I don't blame them revealing that way. They might really really like it like knowing as little as i know about gen z which is very little fast and the furious seems like the kind of thing that would appeal to them i i don't i don't know if that's true or not They'd Gen would ironically at, at, at ow illegal 86 at ow tactic at ow nerd bomber and our main show account at online warriors one we want to hear from the gen z ears who listen to this show what's your take on the fast and the furious do you like family are you about family because that's what Fashion Furious is is ostensibly about. Let us know. And also if you're just a fan of the franchise, let us know what you're looking forward to or what you think Brie Larson's part in this movie is going to be, because right now not a lot of anything is known about that. So that brings us to around the halfway point, which means we're going to take a short break. But before we do that, Mr. Stephen Keller, take a bow. You are a noble, valiant knight, and we salute you. Steven is one of our Night Level subscribers. He is a Patreon producer on this show. He supports us on Patreon. As a result, he gets access to the monthly secret segment and vlog, of course, but he also gets input into the weekly game segment. He gets this producer shout out and he gets the occasional guest spot on the show. That is the Night Level subscription. There's also a Squire Level subscription, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog and a page level subscription which gets you access to the monthly secret segment so for any of the details on all of those levels of support you can head over to patreon.com online warriors podcast check us out there say hi to steven say hi to us join us at our square table of nightdom and uh help us keep the mics on thanks again to steven we'll take a short break now and we'll be right back to talk about dr strange in the multiverse of madness
2: The weather's getting warmer and it is time to think about your skin. If you have skin and are concerned about getting things like skin cancer, don't be afraid to wear sunblock. Just rub a little bit in and it goes a long way. Also, as an additional side note, wear hats hats are great you look cool in them and it protects the old top of your dome especially if you got that thin hair like i do so be sure to look out for your skin and get routine checkups this has been your weekly health public service announcement so with that we'll get on right back to our show
0: okay dr strange guys he's in the multiverse of madness not only is he in the multiverse, but it's it's crazy over here. This movie is coming to theaters May 6th, less than a month away. So Marvel's given us one last sizzle. And there's a lot going on here. Three-Eyed Doctor Strange, definitely a highlight. There's a lot of Christine Palmer. Uh, coming back so if you were a fan of hers and we're hoping she's going to come back uh, she is back we already mentioned and we've talked about this movie in the past that Mordo is back but I also feel like one of the major touch points here uh, and kind of what I alluded to before you know this movie is clearly going to be yeah, it's going to be about Doctor Strange predominantly, but this is going to be a huge WandaVision movie—or sorry, a huge Wanda movie, Wanda Maximoff movie—and it is very clearly based just on this trailer, going to draw on a lot of things that happened in WandaVision. So, to me—and maybe this is this is an incorrect interpretation—but like, I see this as the first real jumping-off point for Marvel, the the MCU at yeah, the movies, kind of saying okay, we are fully assuming at this point that our fans are watching these shows on Disney And furthermore, if you want to know what's going on, you're going to have to watch those things. But like, I-, I do, I wonder, I guess, aloud, is this going to get more people to watch WandaVision? Are they going to see this trailer and think, oh crap, I got to, I finally got to get that out of the way because otherwise I'm not going to know what's going on. To me, that's a major shift here, and it was bound to happen eventually, but I think we're now going to see that kind of play out for the first time. It's very exciting.
2: So I tend to disagree a little bit. I think that there's a lot of head fakes, and a little bit of that was sort of fan service to, if you have watched it, you're going to enjoy this, but I think it'll be fine if you haven't. Additionally, this is kind of put some credibility to all of the Marvel What Ifs that we've seen as far as alternate universes, because we also saw a Marvel Zombies scene, which was zombie Stephen Strange. And so, which by the way, he's a good zombie, so don't worry about that. But that that gives credibility to Earth-2149, which is the zombie realm. And so I don't, again, I think this is a lot of head fakey to make you kind of not really see what path it's going. But at the end of the day, there's, I think that the zombie even strange is just kind of a little wink to that. And then ultimately that there's going to be really a couple different possibilities of who the evil doctor strange is and what those possibilities are is a function of what direction the marvel universe is going to take. So the first one could be that it's the alternate reality version of where he's the turns out to be the disciple of Dormammu,
0: which right, from the first doctor strange movie.
2: Right, but instead of him you know, being, taking him out, he just became his disciple, which I don't think that's it. I think that's just kind of a lame alternate version. There's, there's not a lot to be had there. It's just whatever. The other side of it, which this one I think has a little bit more credibility, but it's ultimately not the one I'm going to go towards. He is the counter-Earth universe where he also succumbed to evil, but he had the same exact backstory. The only difference is he avenged the Ancient One's death by killing Baron Mordo and he became the necromancer which is sort of a corrupt, super strong um, sorcerer. But again... But Baron Mordo
0: didn't kill the Ancient One in the movies.
2: In in this timeline, Baron Mordo killed the Ancient One and Dr. Strange avenged him. And that was like the first path down to darkness. This is the two that I think that are most interesting. There is the Cancerverse where death just doesn't exist, and it's just filled with corruption, and and it's called the Cancerverse because since no one can die, it's just continuous growth. While interesting, again, I don't think it's the path. What we have seen time and time again is we're building a young Avengers. And so there's a very key point in the Doctor Strange arc where one of his disciples, Casey Kinmont, he returns home and he comes face to face with a Similar version of himself where no one can tell the difference. And I think it's going to be a misguided apprentice. Fighting him. And that's going to be a huge head fake because we think it's really going to be this big battle between Doctor Strange and evil Doctor Strange. And I don't think that at all. I think that is just a head fake to start the rising of Casey Kinmont as the young Avenger version of him. And so that's the path that I think he's going to take. And I think that they're really just trying to fake us out, fake us out, fake us out, fake us out. And it's just going to be this twisty ride for ultimately building up that new story arc. That is my tech tick prediction
0: i would like to also make a prediction with way less information before i make a prediction do we know what he had on his wrists at one point because that was very eye-catching and i don't know what it was you know what i'm talking about like right at the beginning of the trailer he's like looks like he's waking up somewhere with like it looks like handcuffs but they're not handcuffs i don't know i'm putting you on the spot do you know what those were because i had no idea what
2: they were and they looked important i didn't hone in on those to give you an answer
0: okay and that's fine we'll find out my prediction is that Okay, we're going to go through this whole movie with with our Doctor Strange. As he traverses different multiverses, he's going to fight a bunch of things, most predominantly perhaps... Evil Doctor Strange, and he's going to come out the other side, like any good superhero movie. He's going to come out, and he's going to win. And then, in the mid-credits and/or post-credits scene, we're going to find out that he's not good Doctor Strange. Good Doctor Strange is back in one of the other multiverses, and you he has been he replaced with an evil. Yes, I think there's going to be a, a switcheroo, and he is going to be set up as a quasi villain maybe like an ebony maw kind of character for King the conqueror or something to come later so that characters will have to fight him that is my bold prediction I'm, I'm taking some hip shots today that's the one i'm taking with this so yeah nerd bomber thoughts
1: so you all know that dr strange is kind of like my my weak point in the marvel universe it looked cool this, I feel like I don't have good theories because I just don't know enough about the character.
2: And that's, that's just why I think that I don't think they would use him to set up this huge story arc. Even, even if you look at the, the first Doctor Strange, you could have never seen that one and it really wouldn't have affected any of the other movies because they just simply use him to build this small arc, which plays a, 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 a role in the bigger picture, but it's not this, this overarching thing.
0: See, I don't know if I agree. Like I I I like Doctor Strange as a character a lot and actually the first Doctor Strange movie I I agree that it's relatively self-contained, but they do set up, you know, they 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 cite the time stone as one of the infinity stones at the end of that movie and I think it sets a good tone for the scale of enemies as we continue into the mcu and obviously eventually get to infinity war and endgame and things like that i think it sets the tone effectively for like we're not just dealing with like ultron anymore we're dealing with mystical threats we're dealing with off-planet threats and all these kinds of things and i don't know to me i thought it was a very important piece in that puzzle but uh you know it might just be because i like the character uh, and i'm really looking forward to this movie this is one i'm probably going to see in theaters just because i'm a big fan of doctor strange and uh and benedict cucumber patch big fan of his
2: oh i am too don't get me wrong i just i just know the way that marvel has treated this character thus far so i'm using that as my single point data
0: well again uh multiverse of madness is going to hit theaters may 6th of this year so i'll be going to check it out maybe even on opening weekend we'll see but i think it's going to be a big jumping off point for you know the next phase of the MCU, which is ongoing certainly but we haven't gotten a whole lot of movies yet so i think this is going to be a big jumping off point that brings us now to what are you up to Wednesday? Are we talking about what we've been up to?
1: I feel like we need a snappy jingle. Like, what are you up what to you Wednesday?
0: Up to? Yeah, there we go. Just when, when you're editing this episode, just snip that recording and put it on one of your buttons <laughs> and we'll have it for every week.
2: Put it on one of your buttons. Okay.
0: I'm going to do something different this week. Uh, I'm going to go first, which isn't isn't that different. But, you know, if you've ever moved before, you know that it's a fairly all-encompassing thing. And like, I'm, I'm basically living in two places right now. And there's not a whole lot of free time to like talk. It's, like, even like watch shows and like do things. Like I'm continuing to watch Moon Knight, but that's pretty low impact. And like, instead of getting like trying to dig up some sort of small dredge of free time and talk about what I did, I want to tell a story, a brief story about my moving experience that some of you may find amusing. Some of you may find boring, hopefully the, the former. So last week, I... I was putting up a video doorbell at my new house because I, I'm, I live in the 21st century. Okay, I'm firmly planted there. I had bought this video doorbell, actually I received it as a gift, a couple years ago. It was a totally fine working doorbell at my old place. I was just reinstalling it. And, you know, you take, you take the old doorbell off, there are wires sticking out. You put the video doorbell on the wires and it should power on. That's basically how this is supposed to work. Doorbells have chimes. And you might have to wire up the chime a little bit with a a little diode fuse thing. But we couldn't find the chime box. And we couldn't find the doorbell transformer. Now, if you're a homeowner, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't own a home, you may not. But the point is, we couldn't find the electrical circuit in the house that the doorbell was connected to. So I did what any self-respecting person would do. I gave up. And I went to Tectic And I said, Tectic, you got to help me, man. And he said, look for the transformer. I looked in the attic. I looked under the stairs in the basement. I was looking all over the place. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find any breaker that had that was labeled doorbell. Nothing. I was like, this doorbell is imaginary power. I don't even know where this wire goes. So I was giving up, thinking I was going to have to call an electrician. Until last week, I was poking around in the basement, looking for that transformer. Looking on the ceiling. Looking around everywhere. I was like, where are there? there's wires going around on the on the rafters. There's got one of these wires has to be a doorbell wire. And then my eyes fall towards the floor, and I see an outlet and you know one of those little one of those little ac power adapters just like you would use to plug in like you know speakers or an alarm clock and it's unplugged and i'm like what what is that and i follow the cord up up the side of the wall and around a rafter and into the insulation this doorbell was plugged into weird the it wasn't wall. hardwired and in at one point either myself or my fiance had unplugged it so the moral of the story is if you need to know where your doorbell is getting power from it wasn't. It wasn't wired to the house. It was just he, this guy. This guy bought the previous owner bought the thing himself. He bought it was because was, there was previously a Google doorbell on this house, and he clearly just was like this. I think the house didn't have a chime box or a doorbell, and he just like jerry rigged this himself. The point is now I have a working video doorbell, but it made me feel like a
2: real idiot. I really thought you were building up to guys. I found the transform. No, I, I I wish
0: I could do a Mark Wahlberg impression, but. It was a much more simple, simpler conclusion of just look for outlets with things that are unplugged. That's probably going to give you a hint as to what your doorbell is supposed to be drawing power from. That's just a, a little taste of the minutiae that I'm currently dealing with of moving into a house. And also moving a lot of boxes and also my back hurts and also I'm very tired. So I'm going to defer.
1: Getting swole. God,
0: I'm not getting swole, more get, getting decrepit. Uh Nerd Bomber, what have you been up to?
1: So really, still plugging away at all the games that I've been plugging away at. Nothing really new to report there. But we did watch a movie, and have you ever just been in the mood for like kind of a two thousands rom com? You know, and there's not. Please tell many me you watched those. Hitch. No, we watched J Lo and Owen Wilson. In oh Mary.
0: my gosh, you actually watched it. I so I do want to watch this.
1: It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. If you go in thinking that it's going to be a standard J Lo rom com. That's exactly what you're going to get. And you know what? That's what I was looking for. Marry me, marry me, say yes. There were, my only critiques was that I didn't necessarily buy J-Lo with Owen Wilson. I just... Well, you know why? Why? he looked he looked a little too old and haggard and i know that was kind of the point was that you know she kind of picked him out of the crowd as like something different and he was just a math teacher who had no idea of really who she was and like wasn't in the lifestyle and that's kind of why they bonded right and and i'm sure i'm sure he didn't
0: like prejudge her you know that was like a big part of the, the whole thing
2: you know what never happened in the entire movie now that i'm thinking about it like can we all agree that j-lo is stunning yeah C- congratulations oh, yeah.
0: by the way to j-lo she's engaged in real life as of like this past weekend did you guys hear about that
1: yeah it's a ben affleck
0: and you know what though no she could do so much better I, I don't like ben affleck i'm i'm ready to say i think
2: you're just going back to that
0: ben affleck but let me say just, what, he, what he just reels in ladies who are just he's too good for him i'm just i'm sorry ben but that's how i feel
1: I mean, he must have something going on for him, though. I mean, J-Lo already did this once before, and she was like, you know what? Let me go back He's, for a
0: second. He doesn't deal with, with BS. You could just tell. I suppose not. But
2: uh, anyways, tactic, go on. You were going to say something more important
0: than that. So
2: she is stunning. And you would think at least at least once she'd walk in the room, he'd look at her, her eye, their eyes would connect, and you know what he would say? Wow. <laughs> Not, oh, once. That's oh, wow. right. Not once. Not once in the whole once. movie. Wow. Hey, wow. wow! Not once.
0: Have you guys watched that that video on YouTube where he just says "Wow" like a hundred times? Everybody, a, it's an amazing
2: oh, yeah. video. But but that's why it wasn't believable. Yeah, missed opportunity. But I mean,
1: that said, it was it was a cute movie. I think you, like I said, if you know what you're going in for, like you're gonna get exactly what you're assuming this movie is. I think I thought J Lo like. It almost felt a little biopic because her character is like, oh, you know, I've been engaged or married three or four times. I'm just looking for the one that will stick. And you can tell this is like prior to Ben Affleck because yeah. I feel like they had this movie in the can for a while and just were holding on to it and waiting for theaters to reopen with COVID. But like it even had some like bangers of a soundtrack. Like I really think this is J-Lo, like she thought this is going to be like, I'm going to relaunch She here.
0: Didn't she marry and, one of her backup dancers at one point? I believe. And that, isn't that how this movie starts? Maybe. Or no, this movie, she's like going to marry another pop star or something or she's dating another pop star.
1: Yeah, this is, she's going to marry another pop star. They're supposed to get married on stage and then the she finds out during that concert where they're supposed to get married that he cheated on her and so she is already like in her wedding dress and just sees owen wilson in the crowd holding a marry me sign because his daughter or friend had him hold it while she like fixed her shoe and she's like okay i'll marry you and calls him up on stage Did
0: she marry mark anthony or did they date
1: yeah that's the one okay they were together (laughs) for a while don't they have kids together too? I don't know.
0: <laughs> we're, de- we're wading into water that I have no business being in at this point. So I, I really, I really don't know. But, but like, yeah,
1: it did feel a little biopic It kind of did. Some of the songs were bangers though. Like they're pretty my good. My dad would. J-Lo still has My it. dad
0: would and is going to absolutely love this movie. Like you ever, you ever see a movie trailer or something and you're like, my dad's going to love it. That happens to me all the time for what it's worth. I'm saying that my dad's got a very Specifically, understandable taste in movies. He loves rom coms. He loves rom coms that have a really stupid underlying premise, and that's not me being mean. That's just like this is a ridiculous premise for a movie. I'm glad to hear it worked because I think it's cool. But it's just like it's
2: our dads have very different taste. I get that vibe every time I watch Halo. Not marry me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Think, I don't think Halo would really be my dad's cup of tea. <laughs> that's cool though.
1: Well, it's on Peacock, so tell him to check it out. Duly noted. Wow. Hey, wow
0: tactic is that is that that us going to tactic is that the silence is that what that's intending to mean
1: yes it is
2: t-dog so i've i've got two major updates the first one is guys we watched the bubble and i thought this movie was going to be trash but it was actually entertaining it was funny there was it was a little over the top at moments but like it wasn't like so stupid where it was bad and you know, I was here for it. They they did things well, where it, like some of it hit home in a comical way, and and it was just it was it was done really well. I can't say really more without giving you spoilers, but but definitely check it out if you've got nothing else to watch. And that sounds like not a good thing, but definitely check it out if you got nothing else.
0: To was a uh, was was Pedro Pascal in it, or am I misremembering?
2: He was fan, He was probably my favorite re- actor in the movie. It's
0: a big. Of, of it's a big month for him he's coming out with and this is another movie i'm gonna have to see the the nicky cage Cage movie and i don't know if you guys this is total offshoot topic but
2: it looks hilarious i don't
0: know if you guys saw too to promote that movie he did and like if you're listening to this right now you haven't heard you should go check this out right now he did an ama nicholas cage did on reddit for the first time and it was like you should go read some of what he wrote because he's he's a very interesting man obviously we all know that but it turned out to be like I think the most successful AMA they've ever done on the site and like I think it got more like traffic than Obama's or something like it is you should go look at it because it's like that's a news topic in and of itself but yeah big month for Pedro Pascal
2: and then the other update was just on a sudden purchase just a random thing I bought a rotisserie and guys let me tell you
1: oh this was Good. Yeah,
2: if you've if you've got a grill, get yourself a universal rotisserie attachment because you marinate it the day before. Then you just throw it on there. Hour and a half later, you have a juicy chicken. You just stuck you just stick and a whole chicken on there. It's just stick the whole chicken, just skewer it, turn it up to. I did around three fifty to four hundred yeah, degrees. Um, it was a it was a little windier, so I turned it up a little bit just because some of the heat loss would have been just from convection and things like that. But all in all. Make sure to get your temperature probe or, or cook it longer if you don't have one of those. I couldn't find mine, so I risked it for the biscuit as far as salmonella goes. did You, you did? Yeah, I, did. I couldn't find the probe. <laughs> did you set it and for, and then did you forget it? Every time I tell people about my rotisserie, they ask me that exact question. And damn you infomercials. No, I didn't set it and forget it. You gotta
0: it. set it and forget I it. Otherwise, to, what's the point?
2: Why yeah, have but one? I set it for about a half hour, then basted it with some more marinade, did another half See, hour and bas it them you're not, per- do, bit you're not more. doing it right you're supposed to you're supposed to set
0: it and forget it I've been told this about a hundred times I don't even own a rotisserie
2: it just do it my way don't don't listen illegal because you'll end up with a nice crispy crushed juicy chicken on the inside and
0: when whoo, it comes to just whoo. cooking that's probably a, just a generally good outlook on life is just listen to technical and don't listen to me I've literally like overcooked and destroyed frozen pizzas so I shouldn't be relied upon for any sort of cooking expertise but that's that's great that sounds great it was
1: speaking of cooking expertise i'm assuming that was the last thing you had in your docket tactic it is now oh sorry was there something else no (laughs) well speaking of cooking expertise our quiz this week hosted by me sorry to take the announcement from you illegal but it's all about mcdonald's
0: i love mcdonald's look that's jim gaffigan did a whole bit about like how people are ashamed to admit that they like mcdonald's I like McDonald's. Okay, like I, I, I'm an American. It's good. That's I'm, I am who I am. Anyways, go on. I'm excited for this.
1: So as always, this is Price is Right style trivia. All numeric. You have to get closer than the other person without busting to get the point. Let's start this off with the amount of McDonald's love we have in the United States. So there are almost more than one and a half times more McDonald's locations than hospitals in the United States. <laughs> how many mcdonald's locations are that's there a, first
0: of all that's a good i know we're laughing that's a good ratio because that means we're relatively healthy it's not true at all It's just that's that's just pseudoscience <laughs> first of all i'm five and four tactic is four and five so there's a lot on the line here nerd bomber also four and five and uh steven want to know good job to steven staying undefeated uh, assuming i'm gonna go first you asked how many locations there are in the con is it continental united states or the whole united states
1: it just says united okay, so states I'm including
0: alaska and hawaii that's critical one and a half times the number of hospitals i mean it's got to be 25000
1: tactic what say you
2: so let me think about this at a minimum right this is really low there is 50 states in the us so let's assume at the bare minimum that there's one hospital per state and let's let's now call that b s and say that there's three hospitals per state. Now that seems low, too. Let's say that there's five hospitals per state. five times fifty is two fifty times one and a half. This seems way too low. I'm just gonna say a thousand
1: that is super low. So for reference, the city in which you currently live, I think there's like seven hospitals, wow. so
2: good for us. Uh,
1: but there are 14,000. Oh, man. Come on. 15 McDonald's you know, locations versus <laughs> about 10,660 hospitals. So Tectic gets the point just by virtue of illegal busting, ver- even though he was nowhere in the realm. I was
0: hungry, y'all. I went, I went big on that one. Okay, that's fine. I'm not mad. There's
2: really uh, that many hospitals. Wow. 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 Yeah. wow, wow.
1: Next question up.
2: According, Where I grew up, it felt like the hospital was so far away.
0: <laughs> wow, sounds bad.
1: According to a study cited by Reader's Digest, how long is the average drive-through transaction in seconds at McDonald's?
2: On average, all right. So I'm gonna ma- so I've been a cashier at one point in my life, and they had those time things, and then, like it like said if you did good or if you did bad, and that shit got under your skin. And so I'm gonna say they're they're hauling they're hauling mass. So I'm going to say that it is 93 seconds.
0: Oh, it's way more than that. I mean, look, drive-thrus are good. They're not that good. I'm going to conservatively say 120 seconds, but it's probably more than even that.
1: Illegal ties it up. The average McDonald's drive-thru transaction takes roughly three minutes or 189.49 seconds. It's
2: not bad, though. No, it's not bad. It isn't really bad bad. because that's...
1: That's you ordering, waiting behind the other person to get their food at the window, paying, getting your That's food. That's all of that? Yeah.
2: You know, I got to say, pay McDonald's workers more because they're hauling. They deserve
0: You guys ever watch that, uh, the, the Founder, the movie about the guy who made McDonald's, like who created it? Not It's yet, pretty. It's no. pretty good. Michael Keaton's really good in it. I'm just thinking about that,
2: right? Now. Oh, I love Michael Keaton.
0: Thinking about that right now.
2: It's what he did after Batman. Pretty much, yeah.
1: All right, so this tie game. Heading into question three, Stella Liebeck filed charges against McDonald's after receiving third degree burns from a cup of McDonald's coffee spilled on her lap on February 27th, 1992. How much did she win in lawsuit earnings yeah. from McDonald's?
0: When did you say this was? Did you say when it was?
1: 1992.
0: Yeah, they made a Seinfeld, like basically they made a Seinfeld episode about this. Uh, um, $1.2 million.
2: So- If you actually read the story, this was grossly blown out of proportion. She actually wanted just to have her medical bills covered. And it was actually significantly less.
1: Have you read this story lately?
2: I actually know this story. It was significantly less. And it was a valid case because the coffee should not have been hot enough to cause third degree burns. That's why actually case in point, products like say your Curig, if you ever notice, the coffee's not scalding hot for the same reason. There's there's requirements for the coffee to have be at a set max temperature to prevent those type of burns. This was a real issue and the media and that blew it out of proportion to discourage frivolous lawsuits while this wasn't a frivolous lawsuit, because people just didn't have the facts. And so I'm going to say $1, because I know that it's actually not that much. Like I said, it was just to cover medical expenses. The more you know,
1: So you gave us a lot more context than I even knew about this story. So that's impressive. I do know, though, she originally wanted only $20,000, though that is not the answer. McDonald's ended up refusing her offers many, many times, and then they actually ended up paying her out $640,000, although at one point the jury did decide on an award of 2.9 million, but the judge reduced it because they said it was outrageous. So she got $640,000, which means Tectic takes the lead once again. This is very back and yeah, forth. I don't, I don't
0: thing, feel guys. that bad about that because it sounds like I was in the ballpark at one point in, in the story of the case. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Let's continue.
1: So, believe it or not, McDonald's famous fries were not always on the menu, they were actually preceded by potato chips. In what year were the chips replaced by fries? If you can't tell, I had a lot of fun making this quiz. This was
2: in, this was in 1978. It was quite
0: a bit earlier than that. I was going to use my plus one, but I don't think I can because I, th- I think you're too high. I'm going to say 1960 because I just, I think you're too high.
1: All right. So actually you both busted. Ah, I guess this is a little bit of a what? trick question because it was close to when McDonald's. It was like, it was like was 1950 or something.
0: Gosh. Darn it.
1: 1949, yeah, was when the french fries replaced the potato chips on the menu. And that's actually when the triple thick milkshake made its debut as well.
2: I really thought it was going to be something surprisingly I should have
0: said like 1800 or something. I should have been smarter than that. That's on me.
1: Okay. So this last question, unless we need a tiebreaker, is probably my favorite one that I put together. I have a standard order at McDonald's. I pretty much get the same thing every time unless I deviate and get like a special how many milligrams of potassium is in my typical McDonald's order?
2: Okay, so... Just so you know, I'm going to give it the plus one. I was going to say,
0: special. I have to get this exactly correct, which is basically impossible. But hey, let's have a good time. Nerdbombers, Bomber's... I need to try and figure out Nerd Bomber's typical McDonald's order. Now, I tell you right now, there better be some nugs in there. I, I, I think I think Ner, Nerd Bomber goes for... Well, no, this is really hard, actually. I think she might be a quarter pounder gal. I'm going to say quarter pounder with cheese. Ruth, that's my fiance. Quarter pounder with cheese, medium fry, and a, and a medium Coca Cola. That gets you, uh, you know, 28 grams of potassium. I don't know. I'm totally spitballing here. 28 grams is my answer, Bob. Or did you say milligrams or grams? Milligrams. 28 milligrams. <laughs> I have no idea. 28 milligrams. 29. There go.
1: All right. So my order actually has 980 milligrams of potassium, which is actually equal to to 20% of your daily value of potassium. That was really close. So let me just run you through my really order. Close. <laughs> so I always get a McDouble. That is just okay. my thing. I get a McDouble. Then I, I round it out with small fries and a four-piece chicken nugget with barbecue dip. It's very stocks. similar to what I do. And then a Diet Coke.
0: It's very similar to what I do. I don't well, do not do the Diet Coke, but I do... I usually, I usually do like a, a six-piece nug, if I can get it, a McDouble and a medium fry. Although I will say, you gotta love yourself, girl. Get a double cheeseburger because McDouble only got one piece of cheese
2: on it. Does anyone else get a, a large cup of water instead of a soda? Because for whatever reason, fountain drink water just hits better.
1: No, because the fountain drink soda yeah. straight from the McDonald's machine is just like top notch. I don't know what they do to it, but they, it's super the, good.
0: the ratio is like different of like the syrup and the it's, it's like a documented thing at this point. I don't think people know the ratio, but they know the ratio is different because they're doing something back there. Well, congrats, Tactic. I've been bested fair and square and that moves you to uh well me and you are now tied for the lead you move to five and five i move to five and five nerd bomber at four and five Steven even one know? Oh. so steven's still the top dog in terms of percentage but next week nerd bomber and i will face off and she will try to i guess move into she would be five and five and i would be five and six so then i would move all the way down to the bottom Ooh. stakes are high here it's it's april and, it, and it's high noon here at the uh, Online Warriors Quiz Arena, I guess I'll say. So be on the lookout for that. Something to look forward to for all of you. In the meantime, thank you all for joining us for this episode of the Online Warriors podcast. You can head to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there. You can hit us up on Twitter. Our handles have already been mentioned. Or you can head over to Patreon if you want to get back to the show. Yeah, we'll see you next week. And for now, I'll turn it over to Tectic for his weekly tech tip. Tactic.
2: So originally, I had a joke about chemistry, but... I don't I don't think it's going to get a reaction.
0: Have a good week everybody.